This is the Week in Addiction Medicine, a podcast resource of timely news and top stories brought to you by the American Society of Addiction Medicine, ASAM. Today is Tuesday, November 14th, and I'm Claire Rasmussen. Our lead story this week, Public Health Approaches to Gambling, is in The Lancet Public Health. This article systematically reviewed legislation of jurisdictions that introduced major gambling legislation change between January 1, 2018 and December 31, 2021. More than 80% of countries worldwide now legally permit gambling. Harmful gambling was recognized as a health and well-being issue in most of the analyzed jurisdictions, but near-exclusive focus was given to individual-level harms rather than to wider social and economic harms or harms to others. Most of the proposed prevention measures focused on individual responsibility, showcasing the way that gambling as a public health issue has not yet translated into comprehensive policy action across jurisdictions. Our next article in Drug and Alcohol Dependence is titled Bupropion for Treatment of Amphetamine Type Substance Use Disorder. A literature search identified eight randomized controlled trials of bupropion and ATSUD with over 1,200 participants. The primary outcome measure was reduction in stimulant use verified by urine analysis. Bupropion compared to placebo was associated with a reduction in stimulant use, with that reduction greatest when treatment lasted a full 12 weeks. The authors found a statistically significant reduction in stimulant craving at treatment completion. The authors described the quality of evidence as relatively low and concluded that this modest 10% reduction in stimulant use should have the clinical significance verified. Our next article in PLOS 1 is titled Postmortem Toxicology Findings from the Camden Opioid Research Initiative. This article discusses postmortem blood samples which were obtained from opioid overdose decedents in southern New Jersey between March 2019 and April 2021. Fentanyl was detected in all but one case, and that case had high levels of methadone. Opioids other than fentanyl were found in 38% of cases. Naloxone was present in 19%, suggesting that it may have been ineffective, and sedatives were found in 31%, and finally, xylazine in 14%. Evidence of medications for opioid use disorder was present in only 7% of cases. Our next article, in the International Journal of Mental Health and Addiction, is titled The Impact of Severe Trauma Exposure in Late Childhood on Longitudinal Treatment Outcomes in Adolescents and Young Adults in Treatment for Drug Use Disorders. This article tracked adolescents and young adults enrolled in treatment for drug use disorders from 2007 to 2018. The impact of trauma exposure in late childhood on associations with outcomes was also examined. The study found that physical violence was associated with offending after treatment enrollment and unemployment. Sexual assault and abuse were also associated with receiving hospital-based care for psychiatric diagnoses or substance use disorders. A new article in JAMA Network Open is titled Electronic Nicotine Delivery Systems and E-Liquid Modifications to Vape Cannabis depicted in online videos. This qualitative study investigated the use of electronic nicotine delivery systems employed by teens to vape cannabis, powered by the use of YouTube for instructional purposes. Close to one-third of these videos demonstrated modification of ENDS to use cannabis in place of nicotine. 
44% made statements endorsing the health benefits of cannabis, which included treatment of anxiety, depression, attention difficulties, and insomnia. Only roughly one-third of these videos included age restrictions, while nearly half included purchasing links for cannabis products. Next, we have a study in JAMA Internal Medicine titled Nurse Care Management for Opioid Use Disorder Treatment. In this study, the authors examine whether or not an opioid use disorder nurse care manager in a primary care clinic setting has an effect on buprenorphine and extended release injectable naltrexone prescribing for patients with opioid use disorder. Overall, the interventions group had 8.2 more patient years of medication there was also a greater increase in percent of patients who received mediation in the intervention group compared to the control. A new article in Health Affairs titled How Funding Policy Maintains Structural Inequality Within Indigenous Community-Based Organizations. While there have been increases in funding for Indigenous health, the barriers to Indigenous community-based organizations are limited due to several barriers. One of the biggest challenges is the high burden to obtaining and managing grants, for which ICBOs often don't have the infrastructure. ICBOs also provide traditional psychosocial care based in cultural practices, which are often not covered as direct costs by grants. Potential ways to address these barriers include funding specifically to build that infrastructure, providing training for staff for grant management, increasing indirect rates to ICBOs, and redefining direct services to cover cultural practices. Our final article, titled How Should the FDA Evaluate Psychedelic Medicine, is in the New England Journal of Medicine. In this perspective, the authors consider FDA Review of Psychedelics, a draft guidance issued in June 2023. This guidance includes discussion about administration of subperceptual doses of psychedelics, to promote effective double-blinded studies, as well as guidance on excluding participants with valvular heart disease or pulmonary hypertension from trials, and the inclusion of psychological support so as to reduce the risk of serious adverse effects. If the FDA determines that psychedelics can treat a range of mental health conditions with limited psychological support, the FDA could mimic current recommendations for the treatment of OUD. This concludes today's episode of This Week in Addiction Medicine. Remember to subscribe to the ASAM Weekly for more exclusive content and our editor's commentary, delivered every Tuesday. Be sure to check us out on social media and asam.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.